Hello, hooligans, and welcome to another episode of The Harvest. The hero's path has led them into a cornfield where some grim ritual has taken place. After facing the guardians of the maze, the party has found the last hiding place in the lost village girl. But instead of the girl, they find only a note in blood-red ink stating, We have her. Come get her. We're waiting. Find out what awaits the companions in the hollow in episode 6, Into the Woods. As always, if you like what you hear, please like us on social media, and don't forget to rate and review us on the podcast platform of your choice. Thank you. Hello, hooligans. It's Benji once again with another episode of our mini-campaign, The Harvest, uh, where we last left off, the party had uh, found a grisly discovery within the Wayland Farms cornfields. There were a number of bodies that had been turned in some sort of abominations, these scarecrows that attacked them. They were able to dispatch them. Luckily, they found out that the one young girl who had been some sort of grizzly ritual had been done to turn her into one of those scarecrows. It was not, in fact, Bridget McCormick. Uh, they don't know who she was or the other scarecrows, but they did find a wedding band on one of them. And Carl and, uh, had found the trail. I almost said a little bit like that, that one. So Carl, uh, Carlora found a trail going further into the corn maze and eventually uh, came across a old dilapidated tool shed. Pocket was able to get inside through one of the cracks between the door where it had been falling apart and found a parchment inside saying that uh, somebody had her come and get her. We are waiting. And that's where we start today's show. So everyone, you've pocket read this to you all. Any reactions? Fuck. That would be appropriate. Yes. <clears throat> where should we do? We, I don't know where we need to go reading this. Like, do we, Maybe we I should know. go back to the town and see if Pocket, it's it's clear who wrote this. It's it's those witches and we know where they reside. You're not wrong. I'm just nervous. It's right to be nervous. This is an uncomfortable time. So you are musing about what your next steps are going to be. You have found this further in, found this cryptic note when you're guessing who the author is. Or authors. You have uh, this wedding band that you were able to get off one of the scarecrows. Or whatever those things were. It's now probably about... It's still early. You were able to get here in short time and with, with your mounts. And searching, it probably is only about 9.30, maybe 10. We still have time. And I'd like to think that we'd have safe passages an accord with the general, but I fear that some of the denizens of the hollow won't follow his honor. I say we go to the hollow and we, we try to seek these witches out ourselves. Maybe we can strike an accord or, or something with them. At the very least, get this girl back. Agreed. He's so. definitely in need of some help. We're going to have to we're gonna have to do the right thing. I don't like it, but we're going to have to. All right. So if everyone is set, Finn... Do you had something you wanted to say? Well, no, I was just going to agree and say, uh, as much as I, look, look we are either going to die there or die tonight. Regardless, we're going to die. So let's do something good before we die. Okay? 
Chin up. We're still going to die. an immediate ba- about face, and I'm all about it. <laughs> I'm Let's just saying. <laughs> we're going to die. Let's do something cool before we die. Then let's get to it. So you find yourself leaving the Wayland farm, the corn maze, and the grizzly discoveries you've seen there. You pass back to uh, onto the road going west, the main road, into the village. As you're leaving, you notice uh, you come across the Grywood farm again and memories of what you've seen there in just a matter of you know days. Not even that. Still unanswered is why they're attacking. What's happened? Why they have killed village? Something has killed villagers. Where the other Haven Guard are, and what's going to happen tonight? You soon find yourself going back through the village proper of Glen Hollow. More places, whether they be farms or even places of business are now either completely boarded up or abandoned. It seems like in the last few hours, a number of folk have left town, including the General Store, owned by Velos Markel. A little sign in the front just says, Out of business. Best of luck. There are still some people that are hanging on. This is all they have, and you see them boarding up their houses and grabbing whatever they can and move, are on the ways of move back and go back to the inn for possibly one last stand. You come up to the crossroads of the town center where you see a northern road going up to the Lockerbie Bridge, south to some of the other small farms and shops, including Oddfellows, and to the west where you have the inn of the last rest. You find yourself literally at a crossroads. What do you want to do? I say we take the bridge. Agreed. I like that idea. Bridge seems safest. Well, I don't know if safe's the correct word, but... As safe as it can be. So you all discuss this amongst yourselves and decide to take the road north, going over the old cover bridge. As you find your way across your horse's hooves hitting the... The floor, uh, the the boards of the old bridge echo strangely across it. A crisp autumn autumn wind brings leaves going through up and over the bridge and into the fell reef and beyond. Once you cross, there's almost this odd sensation, as if you've entered another world. Nothing seems unordinary or unusual. Birds are singing. There's a sound of other wildlife about. It just looks like a path into another wood. And yet, something in the back of your minds, all of you, get this foreboding sense of danger, anticipation. You're not sure what, really. The road lies to the north. As you Go further through the north. You see some smoke coming up in the distance. Off to the, uh, looks out to the right. Moving further on, you see what must be, it looks like a very uh, rustic lodge, a hunting lodge of some kind. 
and there appear to be some some someone is chopping wood out front. This looks like a, cu- a couple of humans. You're noticing barking of a, a number of dogs. Uh, some are chained up, some are, are loose and, and moving around with these individuals. One of them kind of looks over, puts his uh, his hand uh, above his brow, and looks like he's trying to you know, c- uh, keep the sun out of his eyes. He looks over and then raises a hand and uh, welcome. Uh, I return the gesture. The individual puts down his axe and then picks up a rather large hat that's <laughs> on his head and starts to walk down the hill from the lodge. Uh, another individual that was working with some of the other, you can sell, definitely tell us some hunters, they've got some game they're skinning on a rack, comes down and follows him. The individual, the, the first one with the large hat, is uh, rather tall, broad shoulders, wearing a very large, looks like a trench coat almost. And looks like he has a, the, the individual has a scraggly beard and a scar going from his chin over his eye. The other one, shorter, is wearing a tattered, multicolored jacket, kind of an odd hat with a clasp on it, and is recognizable because he has three scars running from his left above his left eye down across his nose, past his lips, into uh, onto his chin. Uh, despite this uh, kind of sinister look these scars give, they seem to be amiable and approach you. The large one saying, well met. Salutations. Uh, my name is Lachanar, and these are my compatriots, Pocket, Finn, and Carl. Pleasure to meet you. Hello there. I am, I am Wilhelm. This is my uh, companion, Mordecai. And uh, the shorter gentleman just nods. Hello. It is a, a pleasure to see friendly faces. We've just come from town. He, uh, the uh, large one, kind of laughs gruffly. <laughs> well, there's friends as you'll find in this part, I'm, I'm afraid, my friend. You say you're from Glen Hollow. You, I'm sure you've heard the stories of these woods by now from some of the locals. Yes, we have heard some of the stories, and we've actually come into contact with some of the denizens of the woods. You see both the gentlemen look at each other, and... The shorter one shrugs and the taller one nods. I see. What exactly have you seen, friend? We saw a uh, a bird-like creature in command of a, of a flock of crows that myself and my associates dispatched of. And just not an hour ago, we came across several scarecrows brought to life by some infernal machinations. You see this shorter one pulls something out of his uh, out of his jacket. It's a small, looks like a leather-bound book, and quickly starts scratching down some notes with a quill. This is all you've seen. Nothing more? Well, I was saving best for last, but as of last night, the, the town was under siege by the fog. And I kind of, as Locke says that, I, I kind of want to gauge his reaction. You see his face uh, just turned to stone almost, and he has this set look to his, uh, on his face, and his jaw goes like tense for a moment. You saw the fog. Not only did we see the fog, but it besieged the town. We were beset by faceless soldiers led by a general. 
They both turn to look at each other again. You hear that, Mordecai? I told you. It's begun again. Again, you say? Oh, yes, friend. I've... This woods, the hollow, is something of a quest of mine, you could say. In the past, my I my family has in the past, or generations, sought to end the abominations that live in the hollow. They're evil, and they mean no goodwill to any fine, upstanding citizens of the southern reaches. This village is in danger. It has been for ages. I'm sure you've already heard the stories, the folk tales. I, Most are I, true. Starting to realize that. Perhaps, uh, as you can see, I've, we've taken up uh, residence here in this uh, hunting lodge. Some of the individuals in Glen Hollow that live out this way have been kind enough to take us in as we try to fight back against these witches and their minions. It saddens me to hear that, well, they've already started attacking the town again. I see. So these events hadn't been happening before you arrived. You were hoping to quell any sort of possible return before it happened. Exactly. A preemptive strike. And for the shorter one speaks again. Raw, a preemptive, a, a pre what he said. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see. We are, at the moment, searching for a girl, a young woman. Aren't we all, the short one says. Shut up, Mordecai. <sighs> well, this one in particular has been taken. We believe by the witches. They both look at each other and tall one shakes his head. Lachanar, if what you say is true, I fear it may be too late for this young woman. That may be so, but I promised her parents that I would return her, if that has to be on the back of my horse. Well, so be it. He kind of frowns and looks you over. You, uh, you aren't the first I've seen of your order come through here. Did you see three of them? Aye. Where were they going? Where, 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 how were they? They seemed fine. They seemed determined to take on the witches themselves. I, Well, I offered to help, but they seemed driven. There was a dwarf, a human woman. And he kind of just, like, tries to hold back a look at Distace. <sighs> One of the Dragonborn. Yes, that would be them. That... Very good. Do you... So they, they continued down the road. They went into the woods. They did, friend. But they did not return. How I'm long? I'm saddened to say. How long? Nearly Mordecai. He opens up his book and flips some pages going back. Um... Uh, see, it's been nearly two weeks now, sir. So Locke's face obviously falls, um, but he does his best to quickly compose himself, and he nods to the two of them, and he says, I appreciate this information. It's At least I know I'm on the right path. 
You are on the right path, but I urge you, caution. You must approach us. Things are not what they seem in the hollow, friends. I they may try honeyed words. They have lured in many before you. There's something else. What I have heard before, mind you, from my family. I, I, it's the family, well, it's the family business I'm in. Witch hunting. Generations before me have told me that these witches use honey words to draw people in. There are those in town, the Waylands, for instance, others, who were able to go ahead and see these beings for what they truly were, and to join my crusade against them. Sadly, I heard they have fallen. It grieves me to even speak of it. And both of them take off their hats in unison in a moment of silence. He said, but I fear these are the first casualties in the war, as is the young lady you seek, and perhaps even the mighty Haven Guard. These witches are ancient, they are evil, and they will use whatever they can, force or coercion, to get what they want. We'll be careful. Very well. If you find anything that might be of help, come back to me. But I warn you, something else has taken interest in this hollow. I can feel it in my bones. If we find anything that could be of use, we'll be certain to send it back your way. And he starts things very well. And, and uh, the shorter one leans over and t- whispers something to, uh, to Wilhelm. Ah, yes. Pardon me, I... I merely forgot. He puts his axe down. I have here, and he, the Mordecai hands something to Wilhelm, a parchment. It is something that you might find of interest. I am looking for these items. I have found two, and I'm looking for the third. They're talismans. And he shows you this parchment, and it has uh, these like totems or <clears throat> talismans that look like they might have been like from the drawing, very intricate drawing that look like made of bone or wood. And one is in the shape of a skull of a bird. One is, it looks like the skull of a cat. And the third is skull of some sort of like maybe a raven. I have all but the cat. These talismans can be used. These are potent Focuses of the witches. I have two of them. I've obtained them. I am looking for the third. If you are able to find the third, bring it back to me. And together, we can banish these abominations from our land. My family has been searching them for years. Mordecai and I have found two of them already. If you find this third, we can end this. And he grips the parchment for a moment. And think, think, he looks back, he's like almost like crumpled the parchment. He goes, uh, sorry, I, I, uh, I become distracted in my fervor. And he straightens out the parchment a little bit and hands it over to you, Locke. Um, I examine it a little bit and <clears throat> take note of it and I fold it back up and I'll put it in my 
my pouch and all all nod and says, I'll certainly be on the lookout. Please, if we have these, we'll have the power to defeat them. We just need that third talisman. Locke is going to look at him. Mm Mm-hmm. And I would like to do an insight check. Sure. So I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm trying to keep my face even and uh, just kind of regard him as he's speaking. Uh, 19. 19. You look at him, he seems very confident that getting these, this, these talismans will stop them. And he seems, for all intent and purposes, like he's on a quest. Okay. And he's, he just says, as you're looking, he just kind of nods and goes, you understand. It's for the villagers. It's for all of our safety. Of course. Of course. May the All-Father watch over you all. You as well. Um, all right. And then I'm, I'm going to, and unless anybody else wants to talk to these guys, I'm going to start heading into the woods. I'm actually very interested on... In- how you acquired two talismans that these are because I've got my own as pocket the druid I have my own um focus how how could you have gotten two focuses away from people that are supposed to be so incredibly strong superstition and spells are what they use we use fire and the sword it's Ooh. very convincing and of course, and they both make a sign of the All Father, our faith. Interesting. Good to know. <laughs> and I start to follow Locke. Yeah, you see the shorter one kind of eyeing you suspiciously and like looking at kind of like taking in possibly. Um, one moment. You wouldn't be, um, I mean, no offense and all, but you're one of those fey folk. Um, are you from around these parts? No, I'm not. From the uh, uh, further reaches, close to Riverhold. Right, right. Of course you are. Of course you are. And um, no uh, dancing about the Feywild or anything, were you? Never. Of course not. Not in my life. Ah, well, good, good. Dangerous place. Almost as dangerous as a hollow. (laughs) So um, watch yourself. Uh, Oh, and if you find... uh, so look out for that cat talisman, but watch out for the kitty. Well, unlike you, I tend to be good with the pussy. <laughs> wow. God. Oh, I like him, boss. I like him. Shut up. I'm going to pick up Pocket and continue following Locke. You all head deeper into the, uh, following the Northern Rose into the hollow. It doesn't take long before trees, which you've seen you've been the outskirts, but as you get further and further in and this winding path still going towards the north, the large trees that have been here for ages start to close in on you. And even though it's daytime, it almost seems after a while dusk is upon you. You don't need to go ahead and light, you know, a torch or anything, but it, it, it almost seems like it has become its own world within here, and the sunlight isn't as easily permitted. Uh, a number of these trees, a canopy going over, creates almost a block, and you can see the sun coming through every now and then, but it seems to be almost an eternal dusk in here. 
You're seeing also there's some brooks that you're passing. There's a sl- there's a small uh, mist going over there. Nothing like the fog you've seen before, but it almost seems otherworldly. Uh, there's a number of patches of uh, moss and mushrooms in different corners of old you know trees that have fallen over. And after a while, you find that you come upon an area in the road where you see multiple bodies on the ground. And you're still at a distance. You can make out, it looks like, three forms in the ground. It looks like humanoids and two, looks like maybe two dogs. What do you do? Well, I'm going to approach with my uh, my hand on my rapier just in case uh, something tries to kill me prematurely. <laughs> All right. So you're going to go forward. Is anyone else going forward to take a look at this? Yeah, I'll I'll go up behind Finn. Okay. I'll follow but stay back a little bit. I'm going to stay behind with uh with pocket. Okay, so you're staying behind having your bow ready, I imagine in case something comes up. Okay. As you're moving forward, you see what turns out to indeed be uh bodies of three hunters and two hounds at what looks like a crossroads. These are small deer trails leading off from the main road. And Finn, as you're taking this in, you notice they're surrounded by three tiny bloodstained mushrooms that appear right in the road, just pushing their caps up out of the soil. I will investigate the mushroom. Okay. You go to investigate the mushroom, and it starts to look like you're getting closer to wiggle. Huh. Mushrooms don't do that. And when you note this, all three mushrooms erupt out of the ground. Ah, son of a bitch. Snapping out of the ground, and these creatures, they almost look like wizened like gnomes, but smaller, with hunchbacks and sinewy frames, are just sitting there looking at you, and they all have, they have out, uh, looks like sickles. And the first one just looks at you and goes, ah, give me your coin. Well, and the second like- one yells out, give me your souls. And the third one just maniacally smiles with cruel pointy teeth, spittle hanging down its chin. I'm going to scream at him. You scream at him, and they yeah. scream back. Ah, ah, ah. Coin. Souls. How, the other one's like. <laughs> how tall are they? Are they like. They're shorter than pocket. Oh. Okay, then I'm just going to go ahead and laugh. Lock. <laughs> and Lock. they all look at each other, kind of like go. <laughs> Yeah. They they are correct. Look look at these look at my little friends. Pocket are these relatives of yours? <laughs> I'd be careful if I were you, Finn. Oh, you what know are what they, they are, do? Pocket. They're red caps. They're red yes. <laughs> you don't want to fuck with these, Finn. They're just so cute. Look at them. You had him. Finn, 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 Finn. I want your coin. Coin and I'll let you live. And the other one goes, I want your souls. And the third one, just still sitting there, drool dripping off his chin. Well, <laughs> and I, claps. I, uh, well, I apologize. Seeing as I have neither, uh, I, I, I cannot <laughs> get over the fact of how cute y'all are. All right, Locke, what are we doing? Are you going to... Cute. Cut, and all three of them, well, two of them say, and the other one just goes... <laughs> And they take their sickles out and they lick the ends of them, cutting their tongues a little bit and just letting the blood go over it. We'll show you cute, right Glenn there. Hollower. 
my name is is Finn, not Glenn. The pocket. What are yes. red caps? <laughs> They're gnome-like Payment creatures of, of the blood. Fae. Payment of blood. Payment of blood. Very, very evil. And I, a pocket reaches into his pocket. <laughs> um, pulls out a silver piece um, and flicks it to the one asking for the coin. Looks at you, eyes go wide. He goes, puts the sickle down, goes, <laughs> and grabs a hold of it. Looks at you, looks at you, pocket, like trying to like figure out if this is all right. Bites the coin. <sighs> coin is paid. Passage is given. Puts the coin in its pocket. And then just <laughs> back down to the ground. Now even I can't even see the mushroom. Does you see that mushroom cap there? That's it. Huh. And you see the other two look at each other. The one says, give me your souls. And the other one, the, 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 the third one, just is still drooling there going, <laughs> Right. Pocket. Okay. Yes. <clears throat> Are red caps clever? They're not very smart, no, but they I mean if, I had that. Am <laughs> I'm I right wrong? Here. <laughs> Look at, uh, dead in the eyes. Am I wrong? Alright. I'm gonna So the one the second one looks over the third one who's just they're gibbering like an idiot and going Not entirely. <laughs> I'm gonna take So you want a piece. soul, correct? Right, you gave greedy. No, you get greedy the coin. I'm creepy. I want the soul. And dribble spit here. Your third one goes. <laughs> well, he's just dribble spit. Right. I'm going to go ahead and take a piece of my 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 my, my person, just a a leather patch, uh, off my shoulder, and say, right, well, soul, soul for passage, correct. <laughs> He looks at it and goes, mm-hmm. here it so is. Hand it over to. Yeah, it's a little he worn. He picks it up but... and goes, he starts sniffing it. <laughs> looks at you, just frowns, and its teeth you know, is kind of just like burying its sharp, pointy teeth. This isn't your soul. Damn straight it is. It kept I me alive. I can smell your soul. I don't, you don't look like you've not read it before. Finn. Yes. Allow me to. Allow me to try something. Sure. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> is the body of the girl that I have on the back of my horse, is she wearing shoes? Yeah, she's still wearing shoes, yeah. I'm going to take off one of the shoes. You see him visually perk up. <laughs> and, <laughs> I was going to do the same thing. I was going to do the same thing, Frank. <laughs> and I, uh, I toss, I toss, I toss him the the shoe. He jumps up, grabs a hold of the shoe, and just goes, <gasps> "A dead soul on dead feet." Oh, that's a good guy. And he just sticks his 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 bulbous snout into it and starts huffing like. <sighs> A soul for payment. Payment is passage. You may pass. And then burrows back down to the ground. You just see the the mushroom, red blood, red mushroom cap. That's the only thing you see of its passage. And then the other one just sitting here, kind of scratching itself. (laughs) Um, 
I look at it and I put my hand out, like to show, like put your hand out. Um, test like kind of just like walks up to you really close. Oh, the stench of this thing! It smells like it's an abattoir, <laughs> and it just puts its clawed hand out and smiles with those pointy teeth, and you can you think you see some old squirrel caught in its teeth. <laughs> and I go. <laughs> Right into its hand. <laughs> it looks down and all of a sudden it just beams with joy. And it looks at it and goes, ah! <laughs> and then it reaches into its pants and comes out with a pine cone. Oh, Prezi. Thank you. Prezi. <laughs> and then burls into the ground. It's gone. Same as the other two. And you're left there with two dead dogs. Looks like they've been chewed on for a while. Yeah, so two dead dogs and three humans. All of them, interesting enough, missing their shoes and their coin purses. Well, all right then. And covered in spit. Yeah, I bet their mouths are pretty dry. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go check? It's up to you, buddy. <laughs> no, I'm okay. All right. Well, okay then. I think if we um... so, you're just left. With the last one just said Prezi, and then. Disappeared. It's gone. Leaving you with a pine cone that looks like it's been drooled on a bit. I'm going to put it into my bag for safekeeping. All right, then. Anything else you folks want to do after this unique and um, trade? Uh, if we have time, we can collect the bodies. But as it stands now, we're kind of on a timetable. Yeah, it's probably after the conversation you had with this Wilhelm and Mordecai and then this encounter... It probably, and just going through here, it's probably you're guessing, it's not the noon hour yet, but it's creeping up. It's hard to tell in this forest, though, as I said, because you can see the sun coming through the trees. You really don't know what time it is. It seems like time is an odd concept here. So there's the two deer trails, and then there's the road that leaves north. Hmm. Interesting. So if we were to head further north, that would just take us deeper into the woods? Yes. They all would at this point, really. That's true. Carl, do you think you could send Pidge up to find us a way to take us to the the heart of the woods? That's where I imagine we'd find these three. You know, I was just about to suggest that. All right. All right, Pidge. Oh, looks around, kind of wakes up a bit. Eyes blink a little bit sleepily and then whoo and takes off and starts flying upwards amongst the trees. Mm -hmm. A little while later, you are moving back and you, you're kind of just waiting around and Pidge, you see a little while later, probably I'd say about good 15 minutes passes and Pidge comes back in a hurry and being chased by two crows. Not my pidge. No. <laughs> and she lands in your shoulder and the crows kind of stop for a moment. I will give them a mom stare. Just don't hurt my baby. No, no, no. And you see one of them go off and another one lands as it's landing. It shifts in front of you. Mm. 
into a bipedal form, not like that thing you saw before, but it looks like you've heard of Ravenkind before or something like this is some sort of humanoid creature, but this one seems, uh, it doesn't have all the fetishes on it and things like this and just kind of looks at you and its head tilts to the side. Why? I kind of look around and I point to my, me. And then it looks in its winged, it has a wing and it's wing like points at each one of you. Why? Pocket might be better at talking to crows than me? <laughs> I We're do. looking for a girl. I can see if I can understand a bit more, but he it's speaking English. Kind of. Uh, uh, we're, we're looking for somebody. Found. Where? Hollow. And then it looks at the three paths and goes, which way? Yes, which way? Uh, show? Then stops, nods, and points to the northern road. And then points to the first deer trail to your left, and then to the other deer trail. Oh my god, they cut her in pieces. (laughs) Here, all roads lead to the hollow. Oh. Choose three roads, three ways, one destiny. (laughs) One more gift. And then you just see this thing shift back into a crow, or a raven, actually, in this case. And the raven takes off. Sorry. Hold on. Pause. My first reaction was to be like Dwight from The Office. Be like, where he go? Which way? I don't know. Do no, you? Do you? <laughs> do you? We know. See him. Which way? I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway. I, I, I say... Northern Road. I say we continue north. If what he, if what the creature said is true, we'll all get to our destination, whichever way we pick. But I say this looks like the most direct. If that makes any sense, it is the first one he mentioned. Maybe that was a clue. All right, so you travel on the Northern Road. As it takes, you're probably going walking for about an hour. It seems almost like a certain point. Everyone give me a perception check. Seven. Okay. Twelve. Twenty-one, even with dogs barking. Ah, and Finn. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. All right, so Finn. Yep. You almost feel like at one time, you even kind of like, like, okay, wait a minute. Uh, I may not be a ranger. I may be a city boy, but I swear I've gone down this same path. We've gone down the same path before. And- even more so than that, in the distance, you've seen it several times in this last hour. You've seen what looks like a large, well, it looks like uh, a cat, large like. Is a, it the like one that's large, been following like, me all this time? No, this is a lot larger than that other one. Oh. Uh, this looks like uh, some sort of, I, I don't know, it could be a bobcat. It looks a lot bigger and it's black, pitch black. And then there's another, and another time you see this wolf, same coloration as the cat, a wolf, 
And the same coloration, now you think about it, as the raven you saw that turned into a, some sort of humanoid creature uh, just a while ago in these woods. And it seemed, they seem to be just in the distance, you catch a glimpse of them and then they're gone. That's unsettling. Right, okay. Um, I don't want to be uh, the negative Nancy here, but I, f- I feel like we've... We may have done circles for one and two. Either there was something in my coffee, but I am seeing shadows. For, well, not shadows, but well, a, a giant bobcat for one. I ain't never seen one in my life, but I know that's sort of what, what it is. And a wolf, a very specific color of dark. Similar to the raven or the crow, or the one that was speaking in one word sentences. I think we should stop. Call him Silent uh, Raven. We call him Silent Raven. Si- silent Raven. <laughs> 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 but, um, yes, that, I, I feel like we should regroup before we, we, we start to lose our wits. Or at least before I start to lose my own. Understandable. That's fine with me. Now, Carl Pocket, what kind of magic do these woods have? Is this something that is known? It feels like we've been walking in circles, but we've been continuing on the path. The path has been straight, yes? Yes. Um, In all honesty, it feels... I want to say that it potentially feels fey-like. This is old magic, I can tell you that much for sure. It absolutely does. What should we do then? Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> I gathered that myself, thank you. I, I don't know what we're dealing with other than All right. mm. an ancient magic. Same. Alright, just to be sure. Um, Wait, do you hear that? You start hearing in the distance, it sounds like a booming noise. And you start underneath your feet. The ground starts shaking. And it seems to be getting closer coming from the north. Not on the not on the road, mind you, but through the woods. And you're starting to see some trees like one fall over. And whatever is coming, it's pushing aside trees or pushing aside like tops of trees. We need to go. Is it in the direction that we're heading? Currently, yes. Well, shit. Well, which 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 way would you like to go, Locke? Toy away. <laughs> oh, well, right. Okay. And that's when you see it. In the distance, there's a large giant. I mean, this is huge, with two heads, carrying in one of its hands. It looks like a hands. It looks like a tree as a club. And it just keeps moving forward. And the heads are looking around. They're searching. They're just looking around. It looks like they sound like they're like arguing with each other in some language. We need speak to hide now. There's trees. There's rocks around. You can all attempt to hide. Yeah, I do I, so. I'm going to jump yeah, behind a rock. Everybody give me a stealth check. Oh, boy. <sighs> Group stealth. Group stealth, please. <laughs> Go ahead, group stealth. You're going to be as stealthy as their worst member. Oh, no. Okay, oh, I, I rolled no. an 18. 
I don't want to be a part of that. I want to roll separately. <laughs> okay. Uh, my All spell right, looks like, pretty good once I find my fucking I, 20. I le- legitimately think that Locke is the only one who's going to be having issues with stealth. Yeah, because I am I have plus six to stealth. Yeah, same. I got 23. Right. Well, I got let's 17. Everyone, okay, so everyone starts rushing off, and here's Locke. I look around and go, he's like that John Travolta gif. Like, uh, Where did everybody go? <laughs> to be fair, To be fair, I got an 11. Okay, so it's not the worst. So it's you not only the do worst. that. No, it's not the worst. So you're kind of like going, okay, wait, tree rock. Okay, uh, all you're right, tr- you're trying I'm to stop this tree. <laughs> you know, okay, all right. So, and the, after a while, the, I mean, the giant, this two-headed giant, is just oh, stands. It finally comes about to where you all are and just stops, and it's looking around and it's like, <laughs> and just scratching. One scratches the other's head. It looks like one arm scratches one head and the other arm scratches the other. And uh, it puts down the club on a rock. Looks around and goes, finally, the first one speaks. Well, I don't know, Duma. Where do you think they went? I don't know, boink. You know, they're supposed to be here. That's what they told us. Mm. <laughs> and they both heads start sniffing. Wait a moment, wait a moment. I'm getting a bit of... Air fork. It's about right, right, right. right. Uh, hold on, hold on, wait, I got a bit... Oh, I've got a bit of a... Oh, this is... Are you me? No, 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 no. Well, it's kind of me with a little bit of fey to it. Fey, really. Right, right, and uh, hold on. Another fey. And then, ooh, that one smells of a city. All right, come out, you lot. Locke will poke his head out first, just so he gets their attention. I'm going Told to... you, half-walk. I'm going to radio Where you got? Hmm? I'm going to see if I can, like, stealthily kind of get my, my crossbow ready, aimed at them, just in case. Okay. I'm going to do right. the same from behind my rock. Well, one of you's being all nice and friendly. Real friendly. I like it when they're friendly, boink. Right, Duma, so do I. Tastes better that way. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I assume your names are Boink and Doomer. Right. Hey, how do you know that? He's one of them, um, 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 uh, fortune tellers, I think. Yes, quite. I um I hear you're looking for me. Well, we're looking for you and uh three others. Okay. And why? Uh the mistress's owners like to have on uh, don't like to have guests in the hollow unless they announce themselves. I see. So if we were to announce ourselves, we would get audience with your mistresses. They both in unison nod and say, no, no. (laughs) Then what would that do for us if we were to announce ourselves? You got to be taken there to announce yourself, you daft git. Ah. Daft git. And I suppose you're here to escort us. They both nod again enthusiastically. No, no. Then what are you here to do then? We're to take you there. Well, take you there. If. If. 
They both look at each other and smile. We get something. And what do you want? You got to know what it is, Rock. Got to know what it is. We want a gift. Gift! They both say at the same time, Prezi! Prezi! Mm. Pocket jumps out of the tree. By the way, who just looks, oh, look, a baby! Nice pants, baby! <laughs> yeah, nice <laughs> pants, baby. I have something yeah, nice for pants, you. Baby. You said you wanted the Prezi, right? They both nod solemnly. I pull the pine cone out. Better be the right one. I pull the pine cone out. Look at each other. Well, come here, you little tasty morsel. Yeah, give us the present, baby. I hand them the, the, the prezi. They lean down. You just see these large, meaty hands like, come over to you and like just reach down. Like, you know, they could, pro- could probably just pop your head off without thinking. And gently picks up the pine cone. They both look at it. <gasps> How'd you know it was our birthday? Oh, that's right. It's our birthday. I made some friends with some red caps and they warned me that I need to give you a prezi. Right. Oh, wait. Is that, is that, you get it from the one that can't talk? Even from the one that can't talk. Oh, we'll wash this later. Let's put it away from now. Oh, I'm not touching it. That was your hand. Oh, shut up. All right. Come on, you lot. And he opens up this large sack. At its side. Hop in. Hop in. I hop in. All right. So it, it gets down on, it gets down so it can co- put the back on the bag on the ground. It smells atrocious in this bag, guys. Uh, <laughs> it's like, ooh, it smells like locker rooms and old meat. <sighs> well, I suppose Locke will. And lots of sweat. Locke will jump on in. All right. You, uh, all right, you jump in. Anybody else? I'm jumping in. All right, you go in this sack, and she's a uh, smell. Oh, my God, just <laughs> lots of sweat and talcum powder, something else. It's just weird. Oh, and you're gone. And then there was one. That's me. Finn, are you still hiding? Yeah. Uh, all right, fine. At the at the sound of not everything is what it seems in the hollow, I'm going to go ahead and step out. Oi! And you... <laughs> you might... Oi! Uh, Oi! You have any, any, any um, perhaps, uh, outside sack seats? Perhaps I can sit between your, the two of your, your heads there. They look at each other. Are you trying to get fresh? Yeah, trying to get fresh. You want to get a piece of this action? And they turn around, and this very large posterior is in front of you. And it crouches down and starts shaking the posterior. Go, oh, yeah, you like it. You like it. Oh, right, 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 right. Feel the groove. Which each clap is just... (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. The cheeks are clapping, and it's it's making musical. Musical Yes, yes. Actually, you know what? I will go ahead and take the sack over this. Thank you. Thank you. And they put the sack back down. You go inside. Now, the next thing you all know is you're in a lovely sitting room. And there's a just beautiful furniture all around. It smells like some incense is burning. You're all just sitting in here. And you see this same giant 
is now about your size. Still looks the same, however, is wearing a nice cravat. And it looks like uh, uh, just, you know, elegant evening wear. And it's a cup of tea. Oh, here's a cup of tea for you. I'm fine. Thank you, though. And so they said, we'll be there momentarily. So how's your day? So we're all in the sitting room? Oh, yes. Now you're all in the sack. You're all in the sitting room. It's been a um, productive one, to say the least. Oh, oh, very good. So um, how's Glenn all this time of year? Chilly. Oh, that's right, Trudy. It's getting that time of year. Makes my nipples hard, it does. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. A, good, uh, a good one, boink. Thank you, Duma. More sugar. So, uh, how does this work, then? How does what work? Well, how are you in here while you're out there? They both look, the two heads look at each, they turn to look at each other. You know, that's kind of an interesting question. Really philosophical, actually. Um, oh, look at the time. And you see both of them look at their wrists, but nothing on them. And they say, oh, time to get out now. Roll, time to get out. Should and they go to the door. There's a door here, nice stained glass door, and it opens up. And you see outside, it looks like, a trail looks like it looks like you're still in the hollow in the woods, but you're sitting, sitting looks, or the setting looks different. It looks like uh, it's darker, but there's a lot of lights uh, up in the sky. It's almost like fey lights. Locke will walk out the door. All right. Everyone else as well? Yeah, I'll follow out the door. I'll follow. Okay. Sure. All right. So you all step out, and you looks like you're still in the woods, but you're definitely not where you were before. You're definitely not on that same road that seemed to just go over and over again. And it's the large, the humongous Etten has just has put you down, closes up his sack, still smells abysmal. He gets up, and they both nod at you. Raw, well played, by the way. Nice hammer there, Flatbush. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, Welcome. Call you that. <laughs> they both say at the same time. Thanks for the bit. Thanks for the present, baby. And they go off and just like do 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 do, and just off into the distance. And you are left. It looks like an opening of a clearing is to the north, where you see a lot more of this light in there, and it seems like you're seeing amber lights, purple, blue lights, almost like will the wisps. All around this area. Um, I I say keep going forward. All right. As you all step into this, it's not really a clearing because it seems like the now it's almost like this canopy, and it appears to be. It's no longer this false dust. It appears to be night in here. And you see before you there is a number of small creatures around. You see some of the red caps. You see a myriad of fake creatures. But there's also you notice that there is, you look up and see there's 
humans, maybe other humanoids, but they all, you try to look at them and it just seems like they're not in focus. What is in focus is the three thrones. And the three thrones sit, looks like a young woman, probably no more than her teens, with wild eyes and a mischievous smile and these tribal tattoos all over her that resemble some of the same markings you saw in the scarecrows before. To the right is an ancient woman, possibly human. It's so hard to tell. Could be elf, could be human. Her eyes are milky white. And she smiles with overly long teeth. Behind the young girl are a number of scarecrows that are attending her. And they walk about. Some of them seem to be like whether you've seen before. Other ones seem to be just scarecrows. They almost seem to be made of twigs and sticks and leaves and hay. And there's a lot of those like dolls by her feet. Made of woven together from grass or wheat or what have you. On the right hand side with the old woman. In all his splendor with all his medals is General Felreve and a number of the militia standing at guard. In the middle is the being you all saw in your dreams the night before. Flanked by, flanking her are two large, what you have heard before, treants. And a number, it looks like, of, this looks like small, Pixies are swirling around, flying about, and other darker creatures like the red cap, and they all are looking intently at you. The young one speaks up. I am the maiden. The one in the center doesn't speak, but you hear this in your head. I am the mother. And the last one. And I am the crone. And altogether, we are the sisters three. Welcome to the hollow. What would you ask of us? Once again, the, first, the one in the center, you only hear her voice in your head. The one to the, when you hear the, the young one talk, the one that says that she's the maiden, it's almost you. You just hear you're almost driven to wild, reckless abandon. It's like it. It just seems chaos. The crone. You just all of a sudden get like this cold fear, like shadows, like left being left alone in the dark. The one in the center. It just feels like, especially for Pocket and Carl, it feels like peace. As if your mother was holding you in her arms again. You all get that impression, but definitely Carl and Pocket feel it even more. And they all are looking at you intently, waiting for your answer. Locke will step forward 
My name is Lachanar Tarkas. I'm of the Haven Guard, and I am here looking for a girl. Is that all, the crone says, you look for Lachanar Tarkas of the Haven Guard? No, it is not. My personal quest is to find my companions, my fellow guardsmen. Perhaps, sisters, the crone speaks again, he may find both. What say you? And she turns to her right, looking over past, and the the central figure turns, they both are looking at the maiden. And you see her kind of stop and go look and roll her eyes and sigh. Ah, very well. And she makes a, a beckoning gesture to one of the scarecrows, and it goes back into the shadows behind her, and two scarecrows come out with this young red-headed girl between them who looks very bewildered and very frightened. You never let me keep my playthings. The others, the older one says, they're sleeping right now. And she just smiles and you see her, her smile, those teeth, they almost look like fangs, like almost like a shark grin. Does it look like they're keeping Bridget? Like, is she bound? Is she being held? She's not bound. They're um, holding on to her, but very almost like careful not to hurt her. But she still is like, uh, what's going on here? Gotcha. I ask you, may I return this this young woman to her family? Both the crone and the maiden look to the mother. And mother steeples her fingers together and bows her head. Looks to the sis- other, her sisters, left and right. Tilts her head back up and you hear in your head. She will be returned. As those who are willing to go back. At a price. Everything has a price. What price might that be? She turns, the mother turns to the maiden. And the maiden gets once again this wild look in her eyes. The price should be blood for what they have done. What has been taken from us? These villagers of your Glen Hollow. They have destroyed sacred sites of ours in the name of their one God. They forget us. After so many years, the reverence is gone. They should know never step into the hollow alone. Don't stray from the path, and yet these weren't followed. Even some of my children and the children of my sisters have been destroyed, burned, stabbed. Cruel, cruel magics used against them. They have broken the pact, and they should suffer. (laughs) And then she looks over at the mother. The mother kind of just stops for a moment. You see her sigh and then looks to the crone. My sister's correct. 
promises have been broken. And to make matters worse, I need to step in. Because that fool has come back after so many decades, still alive, still on his damned crusade. He doesn't know he's going to accept, he's going to upset the balance. I, for one, I have no problem meeting him fire with fire, but my sister, looks at the mother, thinks we should have balance. I want vengeance. And, well, let's just say, and looks over to the general, some of my children that I've given life, once again, they want blood. Mark my words, Lachanar. We didn't start this. And she looks back at the general. Man starts war, not us. And then you hear all three of them say, we finish it. I see. So what do you intend to do? Mm, well, the crown says again, I do. <laughs> she focuses her milky eyes on all of you. I do think that you have, you made an agreement with my general. I did. The maiden says, and you all want my new plaything back. We do. And then the mother says, and you must atone for the balance that has been cast aside. To do this, we have lost something, Lachanar. We have lost something, Pocket. We have lost something, Finn Gallows. We have lost something, Kalora. And she's saying this at the same time, all in each one of your heads. He has taken some of our power. It must be restored. Totem. Before you arrived, the mother says again in your heads, the witch hunter. He took something of ours. And unfortunately, she lowers her head. He has taken all three now while we sought you out. He has our totems. The fool does not realize that without our totems, we cannot keep balance. And something will return to the hollow after we have kept it at bay for so many centuries. And they all three look at you all and say in unison, the blight. His vengeance, after so many years, the crone says, will be his undoing, our undoing. And, the maiden says, it will kill us all. <laughs> oh, won't that be fun? We need you, the mother says, to bring us totems anew. Not the totems that he now holds and are now tainted. 
You must challenge our champions, each one. The maiden says, the wolf. The mother says, the cat. And the crone says, the bird. Strike down these avatars. The mother says, fear not. For as the moon is full now, when the moon wanes, their souls will return to the hollow. For in the hollow, and they all say in unison, and so does every being in here, we are eternal. They, our children, will rejoin us. Our treasured ones will rejoin us before the next new moon. But to take them in combat, ritual combat, you will gain a new totem that each of them symbolize. Take these to the crippled apothecary in town. He'll know what to do. And then come back to us in the hollow before the full moon. And we will forgive you all. Locke will look to his compatriots for, um, well, whatever they decide they want to do. A nod, a shake of the head. He's going to kind of nod and shrug. I'll nod. I nod and say yes. And then Locke will say, then we are in agreement. They all say in unison, three, let it be done. So mote it be. And with that... There is a flash, darkness, and then as the light starts to return to your eyes, you're back on that road where you met up with the Etna.